Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it. Rocket can. So glad to have you on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network. We're on channel 158 on Sirius you can download the free Odyssey app. You can find us there at all times. I am feeling very relieved. Now, who knows what the true extent of Josh Allen's elbow injury is, but as a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan, the fact that he has now been upgraded to questionable, which in NFL parlance means he is playing. <laughs> there is no questionable in questionable. Questionable means he's playing. Doubtful means He's not means doubtful. Questionable means full doubtful go. means probable. Questionable means he's a hundred percent healthy. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, I don't know about that, but just to pull back the curtain a little bit, would you say that you have been optimistic about Josh Allen's health this week? I'm still actually a <laughs> yes. little reserved. I'm remember, just relieved that he's you know. Can I give a visual to the audience? <laughs> well enough to play. Yeah. Do you remember uh, in Jaws one the little kid who who got eaten and his mom shows up? Wearing black all over town. Yeah, that was you around this. You were, you were sad. It's just like uh, I'm like, well, yeah, you want to go get lunch, Meg? And you're like, no, nah, not really. I mean, Josh Allen's hurt. Can't eat, can't sleep. No, and now that you, the season could be off the you, rails. You finally get the questionable uh, determination, and you're ready just to go. Ate a whole cake. No. <laughs> By the way, and as you expertly pointed out, this is a Week Ten game against an NFC team that means basically nothing because you're going to have to beat the Dolphins and Jets moving yeah. forward. But, so I don't even know why I say rest him. Let my guy Case Keenum play. Either way, it's not the most crucial game. No, it wasn't crucial in terms of the standings, but uh, I'm happy he's playing. I am still nervous because what could happen? The Vikings have a pretty, pretty good defense, actually. Ferocious pass rush. Could they get to Josh Allen? Could they damage the elbow even more? You know they're going to be going for it. So, Well, the Vikings are a hard team to figure out. They've been playing down to everybody's competition, facing backup quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, so we don't really know how they're going to respond to playing. You know, an indoor team going outdoor. I don't know what how the weather's going to be. I think it's still pretty nice. I mean, it's Buffalo in November. Like, <laughs> if you're expecting nice, I mean, joke's on you. But 
Uh, I am least I am relieved because we we're staring down a lost season if Josh Allen was seriously hurt, and it looks like that's not going to happen. Okay, we've got some teams fighting for college for their college football playoff lives this weekend, Perloff. And I think really, if you're asking me what's the most interesting game for the weekend from the college football playoff perspective, I would give you two. Obviously, TCU, who got into the college football playoff at number four, they're still undefeated. They play Texas this weekend, which is going to be unreal. They're a touchdown underdog in that game. So TCU's obviously, they've got so much at stake, right? Mm -hmm. And then LSU. LSU, who I think, you know, no disrespect to Georgia beating Tennessee, but LSU is coming off the win of the weekend after they beat Alabama and handed Alabama their second loss. Now LSU is going to have to play Arkansas, but it's it's really just how do you deal with um, like the aftermath of this big win? You know, is there a letdown here against Arkansas? This is not going to be an easy game for them, even though Arkansas's defense is not amazing. But how do they handle this success? that nobody really saw coming. I mean, the spread between LSU and Alabama, Bama was favored by like 12 points in that game. Yeah, I think 13. When it Is was that also right? I, I don't think LSU, I don't think the, the line changed. I think it was probably about three before because they've been playing down to SEC competition. They beat Auburn 21-17 in Auburn. Uh, and Auburn's not great this year. LSU is good. Now, I think it's an interesting conversation because the win over Alabama, what is that really going to mean at the end of the day? We are about to find that out. If Alabama loses to Mississippi, that's probably bad for LSU in a yeah. weird way because it makes the win over Alabama seem less important. And if uh, they, I, I still think that the committee is, yes, I see what you're saying. I mean, if Alabama has four losses on the season, they are not going to talk much about that LSU win. Listen, the only prayer that LSU has is win out, and by win out, it's the next three games and the SEC championship game against Georgia. If they do that, I think that they're in with two losses. But anything short of that, they're not getting in. Uh, I think that actually that Alabama game is important for Tennessee. Now, Tennessee really has to have some work to do. They have to make sure that their wins stay important. Yeah, right. So it'd be good for, it'd be good for Tennessee if LSU ran the table, got destroyed by Georgia, and then if Alabama ran the table as well. Yeah, I, I just I love this conversation about LSU. I just feel like we're talking, we're at the base of Mount Everest for LSU to get to the Final Four. And we're saying, huh, what's it going to be like the last mile when there's so much work to do to get there? They have to win at Arkansas, who's going to be fired up. You have to win at A&M and then somehow beat Georgia in Atlanta. Yeah. That's hard. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm that, just kidding. That's very, very hard. No, it's, it's a ton. It's an absolute ton. But imagine the story it would be if they somehow pulled this off. Like, that's what LSU fans are now dreaming of, right? Because I don't think anyone believed, yeah, okay, LSU will go to a bowl game in Brian Kelly's first year. Great, bravo for you. But now your expectations, meanwhile, it might be a long shot, but your expectations have completely changed. Have they really, though? I think so. I mean, if I was an LSU fan, I'd be thinking, what if? Why not? Everything's bonus. I never thought that they would have put themselves in this position. So this is amazing. I don't know. I still feel like... I feel like it's premature to start talking about LSU's realistic Final Four chances. I think LSU's thrilled with Brian Kelly. I think they're excited. Yeah. I think they're happy about where the program's going to go. I just can't get where they're realistically formulating this plot to get there because it's just going to be really, really hard. Well, I think if that they Georgia don't game, get there, then no one from the SEC West is likely going to be there. Yeah. Unless Ole Miss wins out and they beat Georgia, Alabama, I think it's yeah. over. Unless they win out and they beat Georgia. Yeah, I mean, but they well, would need LSU to lose, obviously. It's the Final Four. You know, yeah. it's going to be 
Georgia. It's going to be the Ohio State Michigan winner. So you're only talking about two spots here. Yep. We're just assuming TCU's off the table, right? I mean, I've been taking up for TCU this whole time because I thought they got hosed in the first college football playoff rankings. Now they're in. I would love to see them win at Texas and keep this thing going. Yeah. I mean, there's something special about an undefeated season. How could you not root for that? Well, they're going to have to win that game. Yeah. They're going to have to win at Baylor. Yep. Well, they'll be underdogs. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to have to win the Big 12, Big 12 title. title game where they'll be underdogs. So that's three upsets in a row. Are you sure they'll be underdogs if they come in undefeated to the Big 12 title game on a neutral field? Side bet, yes. Uh, There's seven point underdogs <laughs> to Texas right. right now. Wait, is this where I have to like shampoo my hair with chili? Oh. The loser? Brunswick stew? No, side, side bet on who's going to be favorite. I don't want to waste the Brunswick stew. <laughs> that that's, delicacy. And you know why they're underdogs against Texas? And I'm going to tell you the cold hard truth here. Because it's on the road? They haven't been playing that well. They, they, West Virginia is not a good team by any metric, and they went down to the final minute. Last week, they were losing to Texas Tech, who doesn't have a quarterback, who is also a 500 team. A 500 team in college football is not good. They just have not been impressive in, in really any way. Okay, you don't find second-half comebacks impressive? I against find Texas them, Tech and West Virginia? I find them impressive. What's interesting about this game, specifically against Texas, Texas has been a great first-half team, not a great second-half team. TCU's the opposite. They've been not a good first-half team. They've been an excellent second-half team, so... Is this is going to show up? This is going to be, I think, being a classic TCU game. I just don't know if they'll pull off the comeback. So, like, that doesn't bother you that that Texas Tech gets, can hang with them the whole game. I mean, bother me. I don't know. I Texas mean, Tech is two and four in the Big Twelve. They're four and five overall. They should be. If you're a Final Four team, you should be blowing that team out in college football. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's the Big Twelve defense optional. You know. I don't know. <laughs> yes, it's, you exactly. Know, uh, it's it's just different, you know. Uh, yeah. Everything's a high scoring affair. That's just how it goes. I, I think it's a sport where strength of victory matters. May not be fair, and TCU have not been impressive in that that regard. So we'll see. I, I expect them to lose. I could be totally wrong here. Then I think you know you're talking about fan bases were dreaming. How about our buddies in Oregon? I How know. about our friends at USC? How about maybe even our friends at UCLA? I think everything's setting up for them. That's the people who should be dreaming. LSU it feels like way too tall a mountain for me. No, Oregon should definitely be dreaming, like like in, in a good way, right? Like that should be a those should be fun to think about what could be because I think that the committee has put that opening. Yes. Uh, season loss against Georgia in the rearview mirror. Absolutely. And rightfully so, by the way. Yeah. Who you are in week one is not who you are coming down the stretch of a college football season. Yes, but the SEC is probably better than everybody else. That is still true. Well, not according to our good friend Ryan Leaf, who thinks the Big 12 is the best conference in America. That got some looks from our friend Josh Booty. Just name-dropping, <laughs> name-dropping, name-dropping. Yeah, I, I just think the... At the end of the day, uh, that final playoff committee ranking, you're right. You disregard week one, but somebody's going to say, you know, Georgia did beat Oregon 49-3. to No, it's going to be the Bo Nix uh, record against Georgia. Oh, I think, yeah, like one touchdown and eight picks, 0-4. I mean, listen, I love a good comeback story. You know, he's due, like that kind of thing. He's on a, He's having a great season. Oregon's been awesome, but if they end up getting the fourth spot and you're going to play Georgia, I wonder if the committee thinks that would be a bad game because Bo Nix has had a terrible history against Georgia. You know, Nix addressed this in the media this week in his press conference and said, I really feel like we can beat them if we play them again. I wish I thought it was great. Yeah, you should say that. Yeah, Why not? That, that's a narrative they have to create. If, if they go on a run, toward, they have some tough games coming up starting this week with Washington, right? Yep. 
uh, I think that they're going to be on a roll and they're going to be excited. And USC too. USC is a big enough brand that they can work their way in easily. Yeah. USC would be, you know, Caleb Williams is amazing. You know, listen, like TCU, the defense isn't incredible when it comes to USC, but that's like, that's the, that's, yeah, that's Lincoln Riley. Uh, <laughs> he, he's gotten we, in the final four with really of, bad defenses before. He's, he's fine. Give it a pass. Let's go to Stuart. He's in Raleigh. Stuart, how are you, sir? Love your show. Can't Thank stand you. how everybody keeps promoting how many teams can the SEC get in. Why is that? I think, well, first off, for how many weeks were you, was everybody, not just you guys, but everybody talking about getting three SEC teams in, but you never talk about both Ohio State and Michigan getting in, which is the same mindset. You just mentioned how LSU plays down to their competition because they barely beat Auburn at Auburn. Maybe LSU isn't very good. You know, they have a they have a loss to a three ACC loss Florida State. And if you did a blind resume on Alabama, you wouldn't rank them in the top 15. If you didn't know their name was Alabama and just watched how they played every game, you wouldn't rank them in the top 15. Their best win is, is maybe Arkansas. That was a one-touchdown game in the fourth quarter. Uh, Mississippi State? Um, Mississippi State was an okay win. Nothing special. The best teams they played have beaten them. They beat a bad Texas team with a backup quarterback. I mean, it's like I said, LSU isn't that great, but they beat Alabama, and all of a sudden LSU should be in the playoffs. Wait, but Stuart, here's a question. If you, it sounds like you're a fan of the Big Ten. Like, okay, maybe well, the Notre yeah. Dame, maybe the Notre Dame win for Ohio State looks better uh, now because Notre Dame has come, maybe turned the corner. But who really has has Ohio State played? I mean, Penn State. Okay, that was a, that's a great win, forty four thirty one. They did that on the road, so that's impressive. But and to, up until Michigan, it's not like a great schedule. It's not a matter of opponents. It's a matter of winning football games, which the SEC, whenever the SEC loses, it's like, oh, well, the SEC is great. That's why one team beat the other. Maybe the teams aren't that great this year. <laughs> you know, I I have heard this a bit about the SEC being down a bit this yeah. year. And you know what, Stuart, that might be a reason why the three getting three SEC teams into the college football playoff, I think, is officially dead yeah i i think that three sec teams it's a close cousin of the afc west getting four playoff teams <laughs> yes. remember that yes. was a bet on DraftKings. <laughs> I, I actually i placed that bet at plus 1200 that uh, yeah that's raiders kind of hosed you on that one and Sorry, the broncos and maybe the chargers dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just apologize yeah, yeah like, no, they, trust like me. you're calling the play trust me they are not alone the broncos are three and five and about to lose this week yeah uh so Stuart, thank you for the call yeah I think Georgia beating Michigan pretty easily last year in the Final Four. It's, and I think they look at that result. I think anyone except Ohio State has uh, really never challenged the SEC. I think it's a history thing. I I think it's whatever the committee wants it to be thing. But it's not. But they <laughs> it, they do the same thing every year. It's it's Ohio State, yeah. it's the SEC, and Clemson or Michigan, depending on who wins yeah, that yeah. game. Well, yeah. one time it's been Michigan. One time it's been. Michigan. Yeah, that's hardly history. I mean, it's ba- basically 2014, right? It's been how many times has it been those four teams? Has it been? Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State, and some Oklahoma. version. And Oklahoma. Yep, and Oklahoma. When Lincoln Riley was there. So it was the same four teams forever. And, yeah, I, I think there's reason. I, I don't think anyone besides Ohio State in the Big Ten could really win the SEC. Is that? Am I being a fool? Like, is Stuart right? Am I just 
caught in sort of this mystique of the SEC? You might be. But, but they did uh, beat Oregon 49-3. I could always throw that at Stewart. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> 855-212-4227. Okay. Coming up. Of course, we'll take your phone calls on the college football playoff. The games for this weekend. What you're looking forward to in college. That's always welcome. We also have the person with the most at stake when the Seahawks meet the Bucks in Munich. Roger Goodell because of the success (laughs) of football in Germany? No, not Roger. We're leaving him out of this conversation. I'm going to have to tune in. It's a football conversation only. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It is Maggie and Perloff. So glad to have you on this Friday on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to maggie and perloff man this jeff saturday conversation is not ending i have a feeling we're going to come in monday and we're just going to be laughing about something that happened in that game i hope we are because I don't want to, I'm tired of the, what does this mean and all that stuff. Now let's just sit back and enjoy a complete novice being on the sideline. It could be great, Maggie. I'm into it. So I put out a poll question just on my Twitter account, yeah. which is at Maggie Gray. Do you blame Jeff Saturday for taking the Colts job? Because I thought that was interesting. Joe Thomas in his rant against Jeff Saturday, had not against Jeff Saturday, but basically saying he thought this was a, so disrespectful to people in the coaching 
society and fraternity uh, and said he's not without blame for taking the job. And so right now I said, uh, do you blame Jeff Saturday for taking the Colts job? Yes, it's disrespectful. No, it's an opportunity. No, it's an opportunity. He's polling at 91%. Yeah. I mean, nobody is putting any blame here on Jeff Saturday. And I agree. Jeff Saturday shouldn't be the one who's who gets the slings and arrows just for accepting the job. Yeah. Now, what would you do in that situation? Most of us would take the job. Just to see if you could do it. Yeah. and also, never get these opportunities. Do you think the average fan cares about Joe Assistant, who's been toiling away as in watching tape for the... For the Titans or something, nobody nobody cares about those people. I'm sorry, not to be no, but mean. Joe Thomas is sticking up for those guys, right? Right, but yeah. fans could care less about all that. That's an that's an, in, an inside yeah NFL kind of thing. I, I don't think Joe Thomas knows these people. I, I think fans are not as concerned about the sausage or how the sausage is made. They just want to watch football. I don't think they care about the assistants at all. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think people care about the unfair hiring practices. I would like to think people care about that. Because I think that's something that, unfortunately, is also in the rest of society, too. So I think it's something that, unfortunately, a lot of people deal with unfair uh, hiring practices. Yeah, but I think this is just my opinion. I I think people care about that in their own jobs and in in real world. I think they're watching football because they like watching football. And just for an escape. I I think, I mean, that's how, listen, everyone gets, we're excited for Sunday. And yes, yeah, Rooney Rule is a very serious issue. And I think it's great. I think that it is important, but I forget about it at 1.30 on a Sunday afternoon, and I'm just following my bets and watching the Eagles. So I think there is a difference. Yeah, like, I'm not surprised. You knew the fans are not going to care about this coaching fraternity. What the heck do they care? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, Joe I Thomas mean, fan- came out so hard against it, yes. Fans want to win, right? And so, like, bringing in a guy who doesn't give you as good of a chance to win out, granted, we, we don't necessarily know yet, but, like, I know I've been in situations where – you know, they say it's not what you know, it's who you know. I've been in situations where I was either offered positions or offered opportunities at positions that were I was no way qualified for. I had no business even being in the room with anybody talking about that job. And I turned down the opportunity to like even interview for the position because I was like, what am I going to do in this job? I'm going to crash and burn. Ooh. Even if I think I can do it, like... It's, I, I am no way qualified, but I just Ooh, knew I'd a guy who knew job. a guy. Did what NASA job? call you? Like, <laughs> yeah, what, 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 <laughs> we, we work in radio. What were are you going to land a space do? shuttle, Mike? What <laughs> on earth is this job that you were unqualified for? <laughs> were you going to be like the executive chef at some five-star restaurant? Like, I mean, you don't have to I, say I what start, it is. But. I didn't start into radio until I was like 27, 28 years old. So I had a good six, seven-year gap between when I graduated college and when I started in radio. So this had nothing to do Ooh. with anything oh, okay. like that. Totally I would love different. I would love to hear some stories. Not now, uh, but over drinks one night. What happened in that six like, years? We're going to need you to preside you over the like... New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. Like, guys, I'm 25 and I'm no, just like, living in Arizona. New York Stock Exchange. That's where they do the stock stuff, right? <laughs> it's like, well, how did Mike Samter get on the short right, list? Sadly, there is no I'm job good at in banging sports the gavel, media. Apparently, sadly, there's really no job in sports media that anybody is underqualified. For. <laughs> <laughs> that's why our bar is very that's why low. It's in this pretty industry. easy to fire an entire company at any time because, like, listen, we're talking sports. <laughs> Qualification is you watch a lot of sports. Sorry, hey, let's hey, cut this do out of the podcast. Do not listen to this. Hey, Odyssey, do yeah. not listen to Perloff, anything that Perloff is about? saying. We're yeah. highly trained professionals. We've gone through years of super clearly. skilled, difficult position. We your, had to take lots of tests and exams. Your PhD, in, your PhD in watching NBA games. <laughs> I'm a PhD in establishing the run to set up the pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, yeah, that's what I job. majored in. We're, so we're doctors problems. like Dr. Dre. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I, my minor was RPOs. Mike, can you give us just one job you were unqualified for that came <laughs> up? Just something, something to entertain. <laughs> Get us into the weekend. I'll just say it's finance related. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It was in the financial field, and I graduated. I had a business degree, but I did nothing with finance. I was all about marketing and advertising, and I got this offer for a finance job. Yeah. That oh, like I knew that. nothing about, and then I'd be like dealing with other people's money. I'm wait, like, there's wait. no way See, I need to be like, in this position. But what I are you talking about? You think any of those people know what they're doing? They're blindly <laughs> guessing. Wait a minute, I hope they term. do. You what? would hope that they know what they're doing when they're handling your money. Ask any Why? stock. The stock, the stock market, they, they have, it's like being a meteorologist. Maybe you get it right once in a while. You could flip a coin and outperform a stock expert. I mean, that's a fact. It's exactly like sports betting. There's no, there's no real expertise there. You could have easily done that, Mike. I'll tell you this. I've tried that. You know, remember like a, yeah. a Scott trade or whatever it was. Just yeah, you, yeah. I was not very day good trading. At yeah, yeah. I was not good at like my own trading. And then I got a guy who got a guy, and then I'm, I'm much better. Yeah. She, she's much better than that. <laughs> Man, thank goodness Sandra didn't take that job. Actually, someone's gonna be like, my life savings is down the drain. <laughs> what do you mean? Then I wouldn't be here. Everyone would be happier. <laughs> I don't know about that. Is I can imagine Sandra's like, listen, you got to follow me on this one. Got to put everything in Enron. It's <laughs> like, wait, no. what? Yeah. FTX and crypto. Let's oh, do it. yeah. Do you see that? So, like, Larry are they, David commercial? Wait, but are they allowing people to take the money out of their crypto accounts yet? So, they had frozen people getting caught up on the story. FTX is one of the uh, crypto companies, and they, there was a run on it for some reason, and then they locked everyone's account. You could not cash out your crypto. And I don't know if they unlocked people's accounts yet, but this is what, like, Tom Brady and Giselle have their. Their Super Bowl commercial was FTX. Well, if you yeah. remember the the uh, Larry David hilarious, like, oh, the wheel, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. That was FTX. Uh, okay. That no was the way. same company. I it's also know. the naming rights for the arena Miami. So Odell Beckham, what was Odell Beckham Jr. invested in? That's the only time I keep reading this headline that he can't get a chunk of his salary. Yeah, the, he asked the Rams to pay him in crypto. Okay. And apparently that really backfired. You know, I, I think Saquon did that too. Did he? I worked at a show before where my boss refused to take crypto ads because he was scared of that. He just didn't want to. They he were going to pay him was, in crypto? Was, no, no, no. He wouldn't do an ad for a crypto company because he was afraid it was too speculative. Kind of like Mike. He kind of pulled a mic. He's like, I'm not going to handle other people's money. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's a it's a fine line. Uh, yeah, I guess. That's that's really interesting. Not even to read the ads. Yeah. He's, Wild. Because there, this was a few years ago when crypto was very speculative. Yeah. So he was, he, you know, he was worried about the responsibility if somebody loses their life saving on this. You don't want to be part of that. Yeah. I don't really think. Well, do that, you? But okay, yeah. so this is happening right now. Yeah. Do you hold Tom Brady accountable or Matt Damon or any of these celebrity spokespeople? I don't. But I, if there's an argument to be made. Do you hold them responsible? I do not. They're yeah. paid spokespeople. I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I wasn't taking Matt Damon in that commercial word for word <laughs> thing. Like, well, if Matt Damon <laughs> See, promotes the, it, then I'll put my life saving into it, right? Well, the thing about Matt Damon and Tom Brady is they have enough money where they can invest in crypto and then just have regular old money. Yeah. You know, and they're good on both, unlike a wow. lot of people in this country who were not like that. For um Tom, the question is, could you pull out half of your crypto? Oh. Oh, man. Yeah. Because they're splitting everything. Apparently, they had an ironclad uh, prenup, which is why this went so quickly. Get out of here. Yeah, That's I don't think they're splitting anything. If they're splitting anything, she's probably giving him more than what he's going to get from her. Uh, <laughs> also, a little bit more gossip on this. I read in the New York Post today that she just bought a mansion in Miami for like $11.5 million or something. And it's literally right across like the bay from Tom. So oh, you could like okay. swim there 
So oh. they're going to be like exes that live on the same wait, block, wait, wait. essentially. I've seen That's... on a boat throwing Lombardi trophies. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know if he's, I don't know if having like water separating them is a good idea. Trying to throw the baby or the kids across. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if you can answer this, by the way. So that means that they're going to be permanent Miami residents. So it's all going to go down to Miami. I so mean, don't I they don't... have a million houses? These rich right. people, like they're they're all over the place. They're in New York. They're in Miami. They're in L.A. They're everywhere. Okay, I mean, but it sounds like if they have this set up in Miami, that they'll be primary Miami. I don't know. I mean, eleven half million dollar house is like you know getting a hotel room for a night for us. Oh. You know, it's just different kinds of money. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's going on. What are we crypto? How did we get here? Samter worked in finance and almost ruined someone's <laughs> life. That's the story. Chose not to. Chose not to. What a responsible guy you are. 855-212-4CBS. Chad's in Portland. Chad, how you doing, dude? Hey, what's up, guys? This is the first time I listen to your show, and I really like it. Uh, I personally feel different than everybody else, man. I, I kind of think Jeff should feel bad. I don't know. Like, he played with Reggie Wayne. You'd think Reggie's not going to be on the sidelines? Like, bruh. You're the <laughs> head coach. I've been sitting here working, putting in work. Like if he did the opposite and took Jeff Saturday's head sportscaster job, man, I don't know. That's just my opinion, and I'll take it offline. Say happy faith or happy Veterans Day to all my fellow vets out there. Love it, Chad. Thank you. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. Thank your family for their sacrifice as well. I, um, I yeah. bet Reggie Wayne might be feeling some type of way, and yeah, I would understand if he did. Maybe I'm wrong here. Help me out. Receivers don't make head coaches. Is there ever who's a receiver who's a head coach? Ackerman. Raymond Berry was. Oh my back. god. <laughs> Ack, you were so quick to that microphone. I was like, Ackerman's got something. He's a receiver. Give me another one. I'd have to think. I mean, it, so Reggie Wayne is that be an unusual jump? These receivers, you're out on an island, you don't know what the rest of the team is doing. You know your route. So I would think he'd be a little bit. Hmm. You know, Chris Collinsworth was a receiver, and he calls a whole game, but. That is not a traditional transition. Usually you're a backup quarterback. You're right. Heinz Ward is an assistant, right? Is Andy Reid a wide receiver back in the day? Who? Was Andy (laughs) Reid? Tight end. He was a tight end, so not that far. I think he played tackle and tight end. Heinz Ward definitely is an assistant somewhere. I know he was with the Jets, actually, wasn't he? David Shula was a receiver. Oh, at Dartmouth College, where I went. You should have known that one. <laughs> yeah, I've been NFL. Yeah, and uh, by the way, if your last name is Shula, I think you could play any position yeah. and get a head coaching job. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, that's why I saw Reggie Wayne's name on that list of assistant coaches, and I was wondering if he'd be mad. But I, I know Reggie Wayne from TV. He doesn't seem like. Uh, well, apparently, it doesn't seem like he'd be upset with this for some reason. Well, I don't know, but he also said that Frank Reich. I saw an interview that he was doing with uh, I think Lindsay Theory or someone, uh, where he said basically Fred, Frank Reich was begging him to come on the staff. So it took a couple years for Reggie to get comfortable with it. This was his first season. It's not like he was maybe so gung ho about coaching. It was a little more reluctant. So maybe he doesn't want to step into this role. But I'm I'm sure he would have liked to have been asked. You know, give him the opportunity like Samter to turn it down, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, no, he's I, just as important to the those teams. I mean, you have a responsibility, right, to all the other assistant coaches, to the fans, to the players, because like a lot of these players, if they Why? keep because if, if the players keep sucking, because I mean, not necessarily because of Jeff Saturday, but if he leads them poorly, a lot of these guys are going to be out of jobs, and maybe it's not because they were terrible, just maybe because Jeff Saturday didn't know how to lead them correctly. A lot of know, these coaches the might be is- looking for new jobs because they. Yeah, because they stink. But, like, that's going to happen. Unfortunately, I think that's probably going to happen in in Indianapolis anyway. I think they're probably going to clean house. 
But to our caller, Jay's point before, you could have all the experience in the world and come in and stink, and everyone gets fired after that. You know, it's such a... Uh, it, and by the way, Reggie Wayne has... Everyone on here has 6, 12, 20, 44 years... Their linebacker coach has 44 years of coaching experience. Reggie Wayne has one year of coaching experience. <laughs> well, Jeff Saturday has zero years. So, I mean, do we yeah, think that so Dan like, Campbell was a tight end, right? Yeah. Well, basically, Reggie Wayne was. Reggie Wayne did not get screwed here. That is, that is my point. There are a lot of guys on this staff. Even Kevin Mawai has been there six years. So, I think uh, there are a lot of guys that were passed over. Not Reggie Wayne is not top Yeah, man, of if you're going to go for an offensive lineman on the staff, why not just go for Kevin Mawai? I don't know. I, I don't understand. Yeah, I didn't actually. Maybe he hasn't been there six years. But Kevin Mawai's in Indy. Did anyone else think that? Shouldn't he well, be a Jet, Sander? Here's the thing, though. It's like we know why this happened. It's not because of Reggie Wayne. It's not because of Kevin Mawai. It's all about Jeff Saturday's relationship with Jim Irsay. That's it, hands down. That's what pushed him to the top of the pile. Also, the offensive line thing. I think he's in there with one specific job: get this offensive line going. Because they <laughs> should be amazing. I mean, Quentin Nelson's going to walk into the Hall of Fame. Kelly's a pro bowler. They should be able to run the ball, right? Yeah. They were you know, the best he- running team in the league last head year. Head coaches have all this time to just spend with the offensive line. He's just going to get in there and I think yell at them or something. I don't know. <laughs> just get them fired up. I think that already happened, right? Didn't he? He made them redo a drill yeah, over yeah. and over until they got it. I believe his his number one job is not to win games, is to get that offensive line performing. Well, That's all that that Ursay cares about. We'll see if he can do it. 855-212-4CBS, 855 212 4227. Okay, we will get into this is a unique story. I don't know if anyone saw this, but an NBA player was robbed this week. And the thieves took something very unique. We'll get to that in just a moment. Also, we will talk about the Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Bucks meeting in Munich. Time for a CBS Sports update right now. Here is Rich Ackerman. After the end of a good fight. You deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff on this Friday. Hope wherever you are, you're enjoying this Veterans Day. And thank you to everyone who served. Appreciate your service. Fighting for our freedom. I got to share this story with you because I was absolutely shocked when I saw the details of it. Now, unfortunately, Michael Porter Jr., Perloff, his hotel room was robbed this weekend when the Denver Nuggets were in Indiana to play the Pacers. He was not in the room, so this is not like a violent crime, but he had some things that were stolen from him in his hotel room. Amongst them were money, a gold bracelet, two Louis Vuitton bags, and a Bible. (laughs) What kind of person (laughs) steals a Bible? Clearly... You're not reading that thing if you are stealing somebody else's <laughs> money, jewelry, Louis Vuitton bags. You're not following the principles in this book. So why do you need it? Who would steal a Bible when you're in the middle of a of a, a robbery? Hmm. Did he take Michael Porter Jr.'s Bible, or was it the one that was in the top drawer of every single <laughs> hotel? That's the Bible? No, I think it was Michael Porter Jr. Has, a, has his own Bible. And you imagine, like, the, the depths you have to be, how low this is, that you're like, I'm going to take the cash, I'm going to take the jewelry, I'm going to take the Bible, too. Maybe you think something's hidden in the Bible, which I've seen in many movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah Shawshank like Redemption, Josh he had the rock hammer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh. I, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. He gets out. Um... I, I thought could that it, was hilarious. Could it also be that Michael Porter, like, you know, maybe some of the guys in the team didn't, he didn't want to see that he's reading the Bible all the time, so he put a fake cover on it. So it's like angels and demons or like Da Vinci Code on the outside, but it's the Bible on the inside. I mean, why is this person stealing a book in general? Is it the Gutenberg Bible? Is there any value to this thing? You're going to resell it? You can't resell it as Michael Porter Jr.'s Bible because then you're kind of giving yourself up that you're the person who stole from him. Maybe he saw the Bible and was saved as he was doing the theft and decided, you know what, let me hold on to this and see what, what could happen. Now, that would be something. If you took only the Bible and left everything there, be like, I guess you did read the first couple pages. All those thou shall nots, because steel, I feel like, is pretty high up there. Wow. Um, imagine getting there and being like, guys, my Bible's gone. Be like, what depraved person <laughs> took a Bible? You think Michael Porter Jr. would be like, hey, my Bible's gone? He's like, no, my Louis's gone. My, my watch is gone. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's sentimental value. I'm not sure. But yeah, so everything got taken, unfortunately. Uh, there's been a police report that's been filed. Apparently, uh, a Major League Baseball player was also had items stolen from the same hotel when they were playing a game in Indy. I don't know. Must have been a minor league game. I don't know. Sure. By the way, uh, MPJ trivia. You know he is. I think he's still dating Madison Pruitt from The Bachelorette. Does anyone? Do you guys have no idea? <laughs> was what, that like a bomb? Was that dun dun dun? <laughs> well, how were we supposed to react to that? Well, any Bachelorette fans here? No. What? <laughs> Samter, you watched Ninety Day Fiance and you just scoffed at the Bachelorette. Like Let's, your cheese, see, like your taste in television is so erudite. Hashtag couple goals. <laughs> Relationship if I, goals. Golic Jr. was on yesterday. If he was here, I could talk to him about this. Okay, I actually Madison do, Pruitt I do is know a, who she is. She's the one whose dad worked for Bruce Pearl at yes. Auburn. Still and, does. Yes, yeah. oh, still does. Yeah. And is close friends with Charles Barkley. Yeah. Uh, and Charles Barkley made an appearance on The Bachelor on her behalf. On her behalf. Yeah. And she famously sort of dropped out because she didn't want to lose her virginity in that circumstance. Yeah, which is basically a storyline on every season of The Bachelorette. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure you've watched as much Bachelorette as I have. Because there's that always is, a that, virgin. It, uh, there's often a virgin, yes. There's a, rarely a woman who gets through that without having sex <laughs> on the show. Well, yeah, I mean, but coming into it, I think they were virgins. You know, I can't vouch for what happens during the show. Uh, anyway, Michael Porter Jr., uh, I think really is, and they, they bond over the Bible. They're very yeah. religious. So anyway, I think this might have meaning to him. Maybe it was a special Bible. I'm just I trying know. to, I'm trying to figure out, be detective here. What's going on? No, the other, I'm sorry. The other guy was a virgin too. Connor. Remember the bachelor. He was a virgin also. So there, there, there was a couple virgin storylines kind of back to back. Uh, the guy who had the Netflix special who played for the chargers. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. He was Allie Raceman's boyfriend. Colton. 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 Colton Underwood. Colton Underwood. Yes, of course. Yes. How dare I? Uh, I met him a couple times. Super nice dude. But he was a virgin and she was a virgin. It was like back-to-back seasons. Did you watch the Netflix show? I did not watch the Netflix show. I know that he's since come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty interesting. I bet. Anyway, I feel like uh, if you guys want to talk Bachelor with me, you guys have to know some facts here. Like, you got to know. You knew Maddie Pruitt. At least you knew that. You want to know why? We met her father when we were in New Orleans. The, oh, for the final four. Right, right, right. Yes. Oh, Mr. Pruitt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, Mr. Coach Pruitt. Mr. To, Pruitt. To yeah. you and I. Oh, I met his father. Oh, yeah. Mr. Pruitt. Oh, great. <laughs> Best well, friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I, sorry. We're not at your level of bachelorette. Well, talk. I feel like the bachelor, bachelorette, <laughs> it did cross over, became a sports thing because basically 40% of the contestants played on a practice squad in the NFL. Now, <laughs> yeah. All they do is pull up backup tight ends. And it's true. Clay Harbor, former Eagle. And Aaron Rodgers' brother, basically. Yeah. Jordan yeah, Rodgers. Jordan Rodgers. Um, the quarterback from Florida who is now... Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer. But we didn't even... Jordan Rodgers was an interesting one because I don't think the public knew the extent to which Aaron was uh, alienated or estranged, rather, I should say, from his family until he went on the, yeah, the Bachelor. Yeah, I think that's true. Because, to be honest, The Bachelor should not be big with sports fans. You want to know why? Because it's on a Monday night. So during the football season, how can you watch The Bachelor when you got Monday night football on? Now, but doesn't a lot of times the season started the first week in January? And I remember this because we were so excited in my household. <laughs> now, it's the show still goes on. It's, it's, it's way year round now. It's jumped the shark a long time ago. But I yeah. think the big season started right after January 1st. So they would roll. I know Monday Night Football wasn't on ABC. So, you know, it's a, it's a long year. Monday Night Football is only on September 1 through... January. I, I don't know. But now I feel like I don't know The Bachelor. Wait, so Mike, I can't believe you, of all people who likes nothing but bad TV, is not into The no, Bachelor? No, no, the only bad TV, the only, like, real terrible reality show that I watch is 90 Day Fiance, but they, the problem is they have, like, nine offshoots. There's Happily Ever After, before the 90 Days, they had a yeah. quarantine, they Got had... It. They have a million of them. They have no, the see, single I, life I, now. This is how you knew the woman who was farting in a jar and selling it for like 10 grand. We're <laughs> yeah. like, how do you know this person? Yeah, she was on she, 98. She lives up the street. Yeah. She's in White Plains. She's yeah. not far. Yeah, right. She she is, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she lives at, she was 90 Day Fiance, so we just assume that all you watch is crap TV. No, that's the only crap TV that I watch. But the one that's that taking, we'll be the judge of that. The one that took over and is just the most dominant bad dating show, Love is Blind is so bad and it's becoming so popular and now there are all these offshoots of that one. That is, have you guys ever watched even five minutes of it? I, I'm a it. conscientious objector. You know the plot. Basically, it's yes. you flirt and you never see the person. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> darn good. Perloff was watching the bad TV. I, oh, I, no, no, no. I, I will watch any bad. I love bad TV. Isn't that kind of like the dating game where like you have like a wall between and yeah. you have, yeah, so it's like the same thing. No, but it's not different? just a series of questions though. Like they have hour long conversations, oh. quote unquote, fall in love. It is so surreal. I mean, I'm sure it's fake, but. 
Do they like pull away the curtain and it's like, oh, yikes, not not what I was hoping for. Mike, come on. Don't you believe in love? See, they're, they're not shallow <laughs> See, like that's you. It. They're not shallow sight, like you are. Love at no sight. Here's the thing about those shows is how repulsive do you think the person's actually going to look if they're good enough looking to be on television? There's no way they're going to have like some ogre looking person. No, but they have to have them. the ogre every now and again just to add to the suspense. No, there's a lot of di- there's a lot of of range about good looking versus. They're not ogres by any means, but I think a lot of people are disappointed in what the other person looks like. <laughs> Jeez. Would you guys ever be when you were single? Would you have been on a dating show? I don't think so. Maybe. I was, you know, who I was thinking about would actually, I bet, would get a call from a reality show this week was Sean Marash. He had the accident in the studio. It made waves, right? It got picked right, right. up everywhere. You poop in your pants on live radio. Like, it's going to get picked up. I'm like, I bet, I bet a reality show calls him this week or soon. Cause, like, that's, you're a character. Yeah, I mean, but not a dating show because no, I don't think anybody show. wants to date the guy <laughs> who pooped his pants. And he's married. He's also married, yeah. yeah he's married with <laughs> Small two kids. Detail. Happily. But I thought he could be a candidate for for a reality show. But a dating show, no. Would you have been on one? You would have loved to have been on one. I've, I would have loved to have been The Bachelor, yeah, to have well, 30 yeah. women, 30 <laughs> gorgeous women pining for my attention all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. like I, I would have been The Bachelor if I could have been. It's like, you know, we all... At least yeah, when I was younger, I, I always gave like made fun of like Insync and Backstreet Boys. Like, oh, they're terrible. They're not musicians. But if someone came to me like, "Hey, you want to be in Insync?" I'm like, band? "Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'll be in a boy band, make millions of dollars, travel the world, and have women fawning all over me." Sure, I don't care if I suck at music. We, you know, like the all the the guys in the boy bands all have like a stereotype. You know, it's yeah. like you're the bad boy, you're the yeah. good guy, you're the this guy. Like, what would Samters, you know, the short guy? You're the short guy. Yeah, yeah there's always got to be the short guy, like the guy that like does there cute, always have but, to be like, the short guy? Is he my type? Maybe. <laughs> It'd be funny if you did, if you were in the boy band, but you were like 42. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone the beard, else is like 20. The gray in my beard and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got the middle-aged guy. It's a, it's a new genre, man band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that. What about you? Uh, yeah, I can't see myself in one of those shows. I honest. can't see you in one either. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I can barely see you on this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is almost too much personal information. So it's a lot, yeah. We're really pushing out of your comfort zone, but we appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, we basically spent the first hour of the show making fun of the Raiders and the Lakers, so I feel like at this point, Stu's just kind of getting beat That's down everywhere course. he can go. I'm we used ha- to that by we, now. We haven't even really gotten into the Lakers, too, because with LeBron tweeting support for Kyrie Irving, I mean, talk uh, about a fait accompli. Like, we can see right through it. I, I just don't know what the terms are going to be, but he's going to end up on the Lakers this year. Kyrie's going to get there. Please, no. I beg you, please, no. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, would would anyone care if Kyrie went to the Lakers? Would that even be headline worthy? Well, It'd just be yeah. like more crap. It'd be headline worthy, but it would be train wreck worthy as well. I feel like America is quickly losing interest in both the Lakers and Kyrie. Irving. Oh, definitely. But the, I, you don't think LeBron James of all people who thought Russell Westbrook was going to be a good idea wouldn't think that Kyrie Irving they can rekindle the magic no. from 2015? Of course, LeBron's delusional like that. I mean, yes, it could happen to be interesting for a day. Four days later, when Kyrie's out for the year or they've lost five games in a row, everyone will lose interest. You might be right about that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, is it too late for one NFL team to turn it around? We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. 
We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 